Welcome to the Community Corner, the podcast powered by Bevy. I'm your host, Beth McIntyre. In this show, I interview community builders from all spaces in the industry. Stay tuned for actionable strategies to learn and community stories to love, all in 15 minutes. I'm excited to have my next guest, Alexis Brown, who is Senior Manager for Global Community at Zoom. Alexis just launched the Zoom community in August 2021. Today, she shares her team's strategy for a successful go-live and shares her advice for anyone out there looking to launch their own community. Welcome to the Community Corner, Alexis. It's so lovely to have you with me today. Thank you so much for having me on. I am honored to be a guest. Well, let's dive right in. First, can you describe what Zoom is and what exactly you do in your role? Not that a lot of people need an introduction to Zoom, I think, at this time, but let's give us one anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So Zoom is a communications platform, and it's really the only one that started with video as its foundation. It's known for being intuitive, user-friendly, scalable, and simply reliable. I, I love using that word when thinking of Zoom. You know, the use of Zoom allows its users to express ideas, connect to others, and grow your imagination. Really use, use Zoom in whatever use case provides you happiness and success within your day. In terms of my role at Zoom, I am the Senior Manager for Global Community, When I started at Zoom back in March of 2021, there was no online support community available to our customers. So my role from onset and forever growing is really the role of strategizing, building, and to deploy and grow the Zoom community for all Zoom users across the globe. Wow. Well, and you were recently recognized at the 2022 Community Industry Awards for being a finalist for Best New Community following your launch last year. So congratulations on that. Thank you so much. We were ecstatic to be in the running and as a finalist in that category. And we're we're so happy for the rest of the folks in that category, as well as uh, the folks that took home the gold. Yeah. Well, and so talking about that launch, because that was a big launch in August, tell us everything. (laughs) Like, what was the planning strategy? How did you prioritize tasks and processes? And how did the launch go? To be honest, I was honored to have the privilege of leading this initiative to launch the Zoom community to Zoom users. It was really one of those career moments of like, ah, this is what, you know, the past decade of hard work has has led up to this is this made it all worth it um, was really this incredible opportunity, of course, as well as the other opportunities along my my path and journey to get here. So having over a decade of experience in the community management world under my belt, I really felt confident in knowing exactly what works and what doesn't, at least with the fruition of a launch with a community and kind of that immediate growth plan moving forward. I knew what to prioritize first, and I knew what should be prioritized in, you know, phase two, phase three, phase four in the community's growth and its future. So when I came onto Zoom, I was really fortunate to have an amazing team of highly skilled community moderators that joined me at the same time and in preparing for this launch. So really what we did was we took the divide and conquer approach. So Someone on my team specifically manages gamification. Someone else manages user roles and permissions, design, analytics, content strategy. Everyone does play that 
beautiful role of community manager with the 20 plus hats that we all wear. We have eyes and ears all day long in the community and, you know, a huge role of theirs is uh, community moderation in parallel to kind of what I just described as you are also our designated analytics guru or our design guru or whatnot. You know, secondly, I wanted to build a community that focused on customer experience, really focusing on something with intuitive and user-friendly navigation, simplicity of the categories and the boards for findability of a user's areas of interest, consistency with how we advertise our products on our primary sister sites, zoom.us, support.zoom.us. I find that so often companies will build sites in silos which never really made sense to me. It's almost like this internal competition across your own brand's sites. And so in looking at the primary product website, the support site, and the community, they should all really speak to one another. So that was, and is still, I will admit, a a primary focus for me in thinking about how do we launch this and how do we ensure that there's a, a forever lasting success story behind it as it grows. So I think that there should always be really that consistent user experience. So one feels like they're navigating under the official Zoom brand, regardless of what website you're on. So overall, the the launch was a massive success. I feel so grateful of how incredibly successful it's been in its short time. We just hit the five-month anniversary since uh, Go Live, and we've hit 100,000 members, which is just a huge testament to how much our users wanted such community and they wanted a place to have a supportive, safe environment to feel that they could seek support and share success stories. Wow, that growth is insane. 100,000 people in five months. (laughs) Yes, we're really proud of that number. That's amazing. So how did you determine... You know, because we talk about community, we talk about proving the value of community. So clearly, now you can say we have all these people in this community who clearly want this to exist. But how did you determine what success metrics you were going to track before you launched and have those success metrics tracked or changed since you launched? Great question. I always like to think of the community as an art and not a science. I know so many community managers say it, but it always needs to be echoed loud and clear. You know, people in the back should hear that. Success metrics is not one single metric, uh, but really a wonderful blend of a variety of metrics to equate to really however your company is defining success. Success can be found differently depending on the purpose of your community and what's the target goals and capturing that ROI. So for us, for the Zoom team, our success at the end of the day is really focused on delivering a happy experience to our customers and providing them with a platform to collaborate and share successful stories. So the primary metrics that we've focused on as, you know, we are still in, I guess, for lack of a better term, an immature state because we're we're still in that toddler phase of, you know, only a, a few months since go live. The metrics we focus on is just that wonderful blend of how many page views are we getting, registered users, unique visitors, posts, replies, accepted solutions. Mm -hmm. That's really the gold and the combination of just that continued trajectory of increase across those numbers really identifies and 
you know, shows testament to the success and continued success for our community. Yeah. I mean, and you're right. I think that makes sense. I feel so horrible when people ask, like, how do I prove the value of my community? Because I'm like, I, there's no one answer. There's no one metric that every CEO like drools over. (laughs) So you really do have to kind of figure it out as you go. And so have those metrics changed at all? Do you kind of foresee them changing yet with like how things have been working over the last five months? I don't see them changing in regards to, I think they'll always be in our close corner of this is the true testament of quote unquote success in just seeing those numbers steadily increase. I will say that as we do promotions, as we continue to get the word out that this exists, we love to see the the little peaks or you know pops of increase in some of these numbers um, in parallel to such promotions or you know, opportunities to advertise. Mm -hmm. I think the one area in full honesty that I would love to get to, but we're not there yet, is really understanding, you know, at the end of the day, it's the Zoom community support site. We fall under support, customer support. And how wonderful would it be? And it's kind of a dream come true in the support organization to see you know, a decrease in support tickets logged and an uptick in community activity. It's a very fine line to tread and it's hard to prove that, you know, the causation, like the decrease in tickets was because of the increase in community activity. But typically you do, it kind of shines its own light when you look at that, you know, on a dashboard. The story is there to tell and it's usually, you know, the proof is in the pudding. Absolutely. That's when you can use those like graph overlays where you can have the the line of community engagement that goes up and then the line of tickets that goes down. And you're right. You know, it's hard to prove that causation, but at least you can say like, look at the correlation of what we've been doing. Exactly. Very cool. Okay. So then I think one conversation I hear a lot in the CMX community is about launching and like, what advice do people have about launching? Who's launched something recently? So I think I would love to use this opportunity. You have a lot of experience in the community industry and even more so you have such recent experience with a huge launch. What advice do you have for community builders out there who are, who have been tasked with launching a community? Yes, great question. And I think it should always continue to be asked because there's never enough advice in this category and it's ever evolving as the community industry continues to evolve. As of right now, my advice would be to strategize and prioritize. Think long-term versus short-term. You want your community to have an everlasting impact and constant opportunity to grow as your business grows. So really... I think ensuring that you're not just thinking of what's the immediate fix to get this community out the door and running, but what are the, those long-term goals, as well as always have the end user experience in mind. I think so often at companies, we become so single-minded in thinking of how we perceive a website as the internal perspective as an employee, for example, versus what's the customer experience? What are they needing? What are they wanting? So always having that end user experience in mind would also be a huge piece of advice I would give really anyone within community industry or support industry or building any sort of customer facing websites. 
I think that's really good advice. And I like that you talk about building for the long term. And it's not necessarily about, you know, when you launch a community, you don't build for 100,000 members, (laughs) but you build something that will grow sustainably so that when you reach 100,000 members, if you reach 100,000 members, then it nothing will crash and burn. It will all just continue to grow that like sustainably. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. Well, we don't have any limits on the community corner except our time limit. And we've come to my last question, which of course is what I ask all my guests. Who is a community builder you would like to grab lunch with? Really good question and tough one too. There's so many amazing people in this industry. I would have to say I have a personal obsession with cosmetics. And I have always admired the way that the Sephora community is built. It is incredibly brilliant, the way that they set up that user experience and the the way that they created that experience so that you are logged into your Sephora account. You see everything you've ever purchased, you've liked, you've loved, but then you can hop right into the community and engage So I would absolutely love the opportunity to meet and grab lunch with any member of the community team at Sephora. That's great. Thanks for sharing. Now you make me want to log into my Sephora account and move around because I don't know if I've ever actually experienced the community like you're talking about. Oh my gosh, Beth, get in there right now. It's <laughs> I use it as reference all the time and it's so funny because obviously I'm not uh, in the cosmetics industry, but just a personal hobby and interest of mine and then how cool that they uh, believe they use a similar platform to us. So it's so fun to just see how they're leveraging the all the, uh, you know, great out of the box and custom components. They kind of make you feel like there's endless options with what you can do for a community experience. Nice. Well, thank you for sharing, Alexis. And thank you so much for joining me. It's been such a pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate the time and honor to be on here. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked the show, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to learn more about how to create your own community, go to pod.bevy.com. That's pod.bevy.com. This is the Community Corner, and I'm Beth McIntyre. <laughs>